Hello guys, welcome back to Hello There Podcast, and today we're back with Star Wars Wednesday, where we're kind of like in a, a rewatch series discussing all for the Star Wars films. Today we're doing Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3. Uh, last week we talked about Episode 2. Uh, if you haven't seen the episode, please go check it out. It was absolutely amazing. We had our very first best special guest, Charlotte. Um, but yeah, so today is a very special day. And that reason is, is because it's Star Wars Podcast Day. If you know what it is, it's basically where a lot of Star Wars podcasters uh, have a massive day united on this day to record po- about Star Wars. Uh, basically, that made it fourth, but podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm Joe, and I'm the main host, and I'm, I've got my other friend, Lewis, and me, and he's That's my me. co-host. Oh, yes, Lewis. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, so um, Lewis. we were kindly kindly asked to take part in uh, Star Wars Podcast Day, which was the 7th, uh, so strictly not Podcast Day, it's Star Wars Podcast Day today. We but, are not um, late, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, but like apparently a lot of other podcasts wanted to keep to the normal schedule. Mm. But um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, it's been been great. They've been invited to be a part of like such a big, a, a big, big following. So you know, people can find out who we are and all this. Yeah, it's good. Um, like guys, if if you love Star Wars and you love like anything between Marvel, comics, films, anything like that, but what makes us unique in the Star Wars universe is that I think Lewis, I think we're funny. What do you, you? <laughs> mate? I, I, that's what I mean. Look, are we laughing? Yeah, I think that's what makes us different from the others. You know, podcasters that would we're just too funny. Literally, we're just um, too funny. Literally too funny. Sometimes are people laugh last... with us or at us. Good question. We'll, we'll come back to that. But guys, if you do like us, obviously please give us a follow and uh, like, and yeah, uh, hope you have joined well. And uh, we'll be diving deep into a galaxy far, far away. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into today's episode. Uh, and also, we're joined by a special guest again, Charlotte. Hello. Hello, Charlotte. Hello. Hello. Seems to be Charlotte. becoming somewhat of a regular on our Star Wars yeah. episodes. Yeah, they're yeah, great. She is. Always good fun to talk, rant, discuss. Drop the mic. Very strongly. Drop the <laughs> mic. Yeah, drop the mic. <laughs> I Many mics were broken last week from all the dropping. Um, I'm just trashing No them. mics. Right, I've got to say that because just because I have to by by the contract. No mics were harmed in the posters of last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> no mics were harmed. But it's it's good to have you back, Charlotte. Thank you, thank you for having me back. Yeah, there is always good fun to talk to you guys and. Have, uh, I have think random I've... things to say about Star Wars that you might not have, you know, thought of, and uh, you guys tell me your yeah, your yeah. views as well that I might not have thought of sharing. Last week, blown me away last week. Blown me away last week. Absolutely, I know you were amazing. Apparently, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, Lewis was telling me the other day, just saying how good, actually good you did. It was really good. Thank you. Smashed yeah, it. Um, it. Um, but yeah, so. Guys, here we are, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I love this one. This is one of my favorites. I, I do. Yeah. I, I think this is definitely one of the best uh, prequel films of all three. Yes, um, definitely. One. So, shall we uh, jump in and have a little rant or talk and get to some maybe potential theories and many more? Epic. So, let's, 
do, do, did you who wants to start with you two i'll let did you want to start Lewis, or do, no do you want to uh yeah i'll off? start oh so i want to go for it um, so i i like the way this film this film starts so it does like the whole like um intro like the rolling credits you know looking out to space all that all that jazz and it pans down like they do and um there's a they just jump straight to a massive space battle was that because it explains yeah that, um that the chancellor's been been kidnapped um and they're, they're having a they're trying to i think they're trying to escape escape the planet and the the clones the republic army have chased them up into the up into space and they're having a big old space battle up there but i, yeah. I do I do wonder how they managed to kidnap the Chancellor. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> I do wonder this. I wondered this for years. That's true. That is a big question. Because I, I know he's he's behind he's behind in the shadows pulling the strings, so he's obviously made it really easy, but how yeah. did they manage to get him from Coruscant <laughs> the, the Republic's main planet? How did they manage to kidnap him? Do you reckon he was just sitting on a park bench, like feeding some space pigeons, and they just came along? Yeah, and like, oh, hey, guy! <laughs> General Grievous just coming along, oh, no. <laughs> and just grabbed him. <laughs> no, did he come along and be like, my ankle? Oh, <laughs> 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 weak. <laughs> well, you did do that. Please kill me. See, I really like how it starts, but I, yeah, I do. I do still wonder how they. How they managed to kidnap him? Yeah, that is yeah. that is a really good question, and I would really like to yeah. see that like little tidbit in in the middle, just to say, okay, did he set this up, or was he in the you know the wrong place at the wrong time? You know, supposedly because obviously he got caught on purpose because he wasn't even yeah. sweating, was he? Like when they they rescue no, no. him and he's like completely calm and everything. It's like the dude is a politician yeah. who just got kidnapped, and he seems like he's not even sweating it. You know, you'd be like freaked out, being like, "Oh my god!" You know, they want feeding me. I have, you know, I've got like rope burns, but no, he's totally fine. So that's, I mean, I find that highly suspicious, but they don't, which really bugs me when I watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't understand. But yeah, the space battle seems epic. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was a really good. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that really sticks out to me. Really big opening. And RPG two is awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. He is. A bit of action. Yeah, like I mean, he uses his little Still teaser. He tasers. He he sets fire. Was well, so he uses like oil and sets fire to droids? Who knew he was into arson? I know. I mean, you know, yeah. like a little thing that you didn't know about him. Like he has rockets, and turns out they weren't a one-time he thing. After all, answers that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's not just a droid that pushes buttons. No. Uh, but yeah, they're heading to Obi Wan and Anakin in their little Jedi starfighters, heading to um, General Grievous's flagship, aren't they, to rescue the Chancellor? Yeah. Um, Obi Wan, you find out Obi Wan hates flying. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. Flying is for droids. Flying for droids. Flying is for droids. Hold on, Anakin, you're going to get us both killed. Yeah, do you find him <laughs> even more posh in this one? Like, you know, yeah, he's definitely gone. Yeah, gone up, yeah he's that's really level. strong. And it's like, you weren't like this in the other ones. I would have remembered how posh English Shakespearean you found. <laughs> I'm not leaving you, master. Yeah, Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> 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 that's a different film entirely. We're getting into yeah. territory. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we, we're getting dangerous territory, Lewis. <laughs> dangerous territory. 
So yeah, they head to the the, the General Grievous' flagship. Um, General they make their way inside the hangar. General, um, General. I'm sorry, I love oh, General Grievous. Still up. Yes, I love General Grievous. He's fantastic, Mate. and he's so underused again. Another villain that is underused. I know it is such yeah. a shame. Yeah, yeah. He's just like I mean, I remember going to a, a Comic Con, um, and there was somebody dressed as, as General Grievous there, and the costume was like exactly like the film like you know when there's like a kind of oh, cosplay that's not quite lined up you know it's yeah. perfect but i turned around and i was like oh my god this genuinely general grievous <laughs> and honestly it was one of the most epic things i've ever seen and he's just he's really like again the mystery of a villain um you know he, he's not really he's part alien part droid really and you don't know what's happened to him why he's sick yeah, just now he's got a pretty bad cough. Yeah, he smokes a lot. He might, he might, he might have COVID. Like <laughs> just uh, rumors. Coughed. To make it sound like a cough. Yeah, that's it. Obi be one. And his um, voice is great as well. Like whoever voices him is just brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's, I think I think uh, General Grievous is, is a really cool character, uh, but like I think what Charlotte said, I wish they did more with him. Like yeah. you know, you see a lot more with him because he, you know he's, he's such a cool character, and especially with all them lightsabers. Come on, like you, oh you my know. god, that part as oh well. Yeah, like, you see all of his when arms he just shows pop out. Yeah, like I'm that is sick. Lightsabers. Oh, I've been trained in your Jedi arts by Count Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> Count Dooku. <laughs> Dooku panic like, told can, him to spin his we, wrists around at like a 360 degree. Can, <laughs> can we just say this? How easy is Anakin persuaded by the first part of Count Dooku? Without a hiver, can we just say? Yeah, he, he's very, very easily oh, well, led in this film, actually. Anytime that yeah. the bad guys tells him what to do, it's literally like, okay, complete compliance. But yeah, just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought that so I'm just like you know, uh, obviously just not meant to kill, but he was happily did the request. He just did it, which is do it, do it. <laughs> I have to say though, yeah. you guys like, <laughs> you guys notice how many times people lose their hands in Star Wars? Like it's not even yeah anymore. It's, it's definitely a thing. Just got a trademark. Because if you got Anakin's lost hand, Luke obviously does mm-hmm. in the original ones. Duke yeah. lost both. Grievous loses them when he's fighting Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, he does. Mace Windu, yeah. where Anakin takes his hand. Oh yeah. So it's literally like I mean, the first time it happened Mike to Luke in Empire yeah, Strikes Back, it was like proper shocking. And then you see, if, if guys like you obviously have watched Game of Thrones and Jamie gets his hand chopped off, oh, oh yeah, like proper like jaw dropping. They love it. And Star Wars does it, and I don't even flinch. <laughs> Hey, like, oh, someone's lost hand again. Oh, whoops. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they go aboard the General Grievous' flagship. They fight the flagship. <laughs> they, get up to the, they get up to the top. They find him in, like, um, like the command deck thing, don't they? Like, the observation deck. Yeah. He's yeah, just yeah. chilling in the chair, you know, with his cuffed to the to the, to the the chair, like some glowy magic bracelets they look like. Um, and then who, who comes in? Oh, Count Dooku. Count Blow Dooku, mate. There he is. Yep. There he is. Not for long. 
for long. <laughs> this will be the first and only time you see him. At least you do get a good fight, though, and that's those, that do. scene is very yeah. good. Normally you have to wait for those sort of cool fight scenes until the end. At least that's what it's been like for the episode one and two. So episode yeah. three just gets things really quickly underway with like space battles. Yeah, it just fight. bang, 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 straight in there. Yeah. yeah I, just, I think in this film they definitely went straight for it in the first like, opening <laughs> scene. <laughs> I'd like to point out as well in this scene when uh, uh, when Palpatine says, "Oh, you're no match of him. He's a Sith Lord." Obi Wan says, "Sith Lords are a speciality." They're obviously not because they get decked a lot of times. <laughs> like literally in the last film, they got absolutely oh, decked. Yeah. Where can't do coup. Yeah, absolutely decked, mate. Don't don't call that scene. <laughs> Sith Lords are a speciality. Well, clearly not because you get <laughs> you got ha- decked before. You you get decked this time. Another happy landing. Another happy landing. <laughs> so yeah, they have like a little lightsaber fight. Anakin, Anakin wins. Um, then Palpatine gets him to, to to kill him, doesn't he? Like Anakin's in two minds over to to kill him. He says, "Oh, he's too, Palpatine says he's too dangerous." But Anakin's like, "Oh, he needs to stand trial." But um, <laughs> then the whole the whole meme scene comes in. With Palpatine, go, <laughs> Palpatine. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, do it. Well, that's what he does say. He just says do it. And he doesn't say do like finish him, which is probably sounding do a bit it. more like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> finish him. Finish him. Flawless fatality. Hits, hits him with that. And do uh, kills kills Kanduku. He does. And that's it. The end. But, uh, yeah, that's suppose... You don't see Duke again. Just end End of episode three. That's it. The the quillet's roll. That's it. That's our own. Poor old Duke. He deserved better. Yeah, and another sort of scene where it's like a legendary actor and it's like underused and he's very quickly dispatched at the beginning. So you're like, okay, so he's not the main bad dude. So Get him out of the way, yeah. Dude. Yeah, the next bad dude. So yeah, you have to eliminate some of the other threats and it just ties everything up nicely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so obviously for this film we see a lot of like Anakin, like he, he kind of finds out, doesn't he, about uh, Palpatine is actually Darth Sidious, the mysterious Sith Lord, um, who has been manipulating the Republic. And at this time, Anakin is like, he's, I think Anakin for this film is like a like a secret agent kind of thing. He's like working both sides, like kind of going between Palpatine and he's also between the Jedi Council. And it reminds me of like a. Yeah, sort of like a secret secret agent kind of thing. Like you know, he's, he's, he's like the... in the grey area, isn't he? Because he's got he's got his foot, feet in both camps, hasn't he? So he'll go yeah. go to the Jedi and expects to be granted the role of of mass, a rank of master, <laughs> and um, and then he, he goes back to Palpatine and he's just like, so you're like my best friend. So it's, yeah, it's very strange with him and where he sort of stands at the beginning of the film. Yeah, because. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really weird because obviously, as, as we're saying, like in the opening scene act of uh, where Palpatine's like do it, uh, do kind it. of thing, he's <laughs> like, you know, and we kind of touched upon the last episode where we said about how Anakin kind of like kind of feels more accepted by Palpatine, and I think that's another yeah. reason why he was more led. To follow more Palpatine than the Jedi kind of thing, because the Jedi didn't quite accept him, and I think that you know that kind of plays a big part. Anakin 
and Anakin's mind about this film because I think you know he's he's more inclined to follow Palpatine. That he kind of like um, he trusts his ways, and he's kind of like knows that with Palpatine, he's going to get some kind of acceptance. Yeah, I mean, when when you've got the scene with Mace Indu and he says, "You were on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master." I love that scene. That, yeah. yeah, his like, the way he stares at him when he says it. It's, it gives you like a really wrong impression. Like it just seems like he really dislikes him, doesn't trust him. Yeah. Rather than just saying and explaining to Anakin, you're not, you're simply not ready, which is all he really had to say in a certain tone. Yeah. But instead, when when Anakin asks anything, they don't explain. They're just like, you know, hey, you aren't getting a promotion. You've been working so hard for all these years. Take a seat. No explanation, nothing. I'd be pissed too, really. You know, especially when everyone yeah. else in the council room is at a higher rank and you don't know why you're being kept back. You know, the, the patronising yeah. answers and attitude would get on your nerves. So no wonder he does really turn because it's it's like having your buttons pushed, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think this film think... does a good job of explain, of kind of showing that the Jedi aren't, you know, all the... These these paragons of justice and these nice yeah, guys, yeah. you know, that you can kind of see why Anakin does turn. To be fair, yeah, they're massively yeah. flawed, and I mean, not to say the Sith isn't either. I'm not oh, yeah. Sith either, but <laughs> I can see why he would pick the Sith over the Jedi because when when he does have those scenes with Palpatine, they feel like he's telling him certain sort of things that are secret. And like yeah. you know, personal. Um, whereas the Jedi aren't like that at all, and he's not being brought into the inner circle, so he's gonna feel more comfortable with Palpatine. And I do think that you know the speech when um, Palpatine's talking to Anakin, um, and he's telling him that tale. Uh, he's, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yes, yeah, Darth yes. <laughs> it tells the tale of Darth, Darth Plagueis the Wise taught his apprentice how to save others, but his apprentice killed him. He could have. Uh, saved others but not himself he says and yeah the, the whole sort of apprentice killing his master to save a life i felt was a lot of foreshadowing because obviously that's what yeah. happens with darth vader killing the emperor oh, yeah so yeah. it essentially is oh, saying that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just i thought that it flagged up foreshadowing for me i don't know if you guys saw that as well i've seen it now <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks, Charlotte. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that is a very good point. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good actually. Because yeah. you know, like oh, they yeah. say, he, he kills his master in the end. So, well, yeah, and he couldn't save himself, but Darth no, Vader no, did but... it save others. So I just felt like, yeah, it matches I... up really well with the tale. I mean, no, thanks yeah. to the sequel films, he technically didn't kill Palpatine. But, yeah. I just ignored yeah, those. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not I know, a fan I know, of the newer films, but we'll I've got there. a lot of we'll rants that I'm building we will up. Get there. We will get <laughs> yeah. there. If I'm guesting in any other podcast about them, I apologise in advance. <laughs> oh, you you will. You'll be there. You will can... be, yeah, Charlotte. You will be. <laughs> but like, as, you, as you see there, like, Anakin he, he kind of no longer believes in the wisdom of his master, like everyone kind of being far as film, we kind of doesn't trust him, does he? Like, he kind of lost 
anything. Yeah, he doesn't even trust him enough to tell him he's married to pa- uh, Padme, and he hasn't t- uh, told yeah. him that they're expecting a child. I mean, if you're your best friends with someone, you'll tell them. If you're family with someone, you'll tell them. And according to Obi-Wan, he's like a brother to him. And we heard, obviously, in the second one that um, Anakin feels like Obi-Wan's like a father, but he can actually tell him something very personal about himself because yeah. of it being so <laughs> forbidden. He doesn't trust him enough with that sort of secret. Yeah, I think it kind of that's a good point. It leads into kind of what you said in the last episode, Charlotte, when he he just kind of he just latch he just latches on because he's looking for like a yeah a, like a father figure or, or something. Yeah, to just latch on to, and he you know he doesn't really perhaps doesn't trust all that much, but yeah, he's just desperately looking for something. And yeah. again, and that's probably why he like latches on to Palpatine as well. For the same yeah, reason. absolutely. He moves yeah, on Papa from Obi Wan because Palpatine's a bit more gives him a bit more of an of an attractive offer, and like you say, yeah. he's telling him all these secrets and stuff that the, the Jedi won't tell him. So it seems like so he kind of moves on. Yeah, because he tells him the secret of obviously in that tale, and he he says you know uh, about resurrecting essentially and saving lives. Um, it doesn't even uh, seem to make Anakin suspicious that you know saving people from death seems like something that would be unnatural. And considering many consider it to be unnatural, he doesn't really question it. He just believes that Palpatine yeah, is really he, telling him a secret of the Sith. Yeah, and he says, "Is it you know, is, is it possible to learn this power?" Yeah, yeah, it's that's not from the Jedi. Question. Not that it's yeah. is it really possible. Like, uh, would they come back unnatural? Would they come back corpsey? Nothing doesn't even yeah. like, ring any bells. It's just how yeah, how can how can he's just like, oh, how can I do this? Yeah, he's not like oh. You know, maybe I should report you to the Jedi, or maybe there's something. Yeah. He's just, oh, how can I? It doesn't question it. He's like, oh, how can I do it? I think he's so tired of losing Padme as well, because yeah. I think at that point, you know, he knows that it's dangerous. The two of them are obviously married, but having a, a child brought into it, see, at that point, they don't know there's two of them. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's making him think. Well, we're living in a, a dangerous time. Uh, I'm sort of uh, torn between the Jedi and the Sith, and I've got I've got a lot I care about in between that I would like to protect. So I think his protective instincts over Padme and his future child makes him irrational because he just wants yeah, to sure. save them. And if he has that ability to save lives and and keep people from dying, then that's something he's definitely going to want to know. Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely bang on. You know, Ed, yeah, you know when yeah. you look back on it, he's just trying to he's just trying to look after who he cares about, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's something you would want to know. It's, you know, for Star Wars and the Force and space magic, um, you'd want yeah. to know how to protect your loved ones with it. And um, and Palpatine gives him the opportunity to potentially learn it. He'll take that. And it's a lot more than what Obi-Wan would give him because he feels like the Jedi Council are keeping him from excelling. And yeah. moving up in yeah. the ranks. And a- another reason he doesn't trust the Jedi as well, because they, they literally ask him to spy on Palpatine. Yes, that's true. Yeah, they want him to be a spy. And he's like, well, he's my friend, so... It seems weird that they would ask him to do that. I know he's close to Palpatine, but they seem to not trust Anakin either, so why would they ask him yeah. to spy? Maybe I always thought that was a little bit strange. Yeah, Maybe they just like, want to yeah. see if he'd really agree to it and do it. It's one of those things where it's a little bit of a test, I believe. Yeah, and I think again, this leads back to the this film does a quite good job of showing the Jedi is that they're actually not that great. You know, they're they're not, but they're not above doing certain things. Yeah, and like yeah. manipulation. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's certain things about it where you can you can see where Anakin's coming from, like from his perspective oh, yeah, of them. You you can see how he's questioning a lot of what they do in their decision making. So yeah, it's I like that about Star Wars. I have to say that it's never black and white when it comes to how both sides behave, and you can't judge them from being Sith or Jedi because they they have certain questionable morals on both sides. Yeah, definitely. Like you can't just yeah, go, oh, yeah. you're good, you're bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit it's of crossover. Like gray, yeah, gray the grey area is always very fascinating. You don't want to have just good and bad characters. It makes a, a tell very dull. It makes the story just sort of very predictable. Yeah, it's just by the numbers, isn't it? Because you know, yeah, you've seen yeah. it a million times. That kind yeah. of thing. And this manages to do something different, which is which is good. Definitely. Well, do you want to go on? I thought it was continued. Sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, continue onwards and upwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I just, I just like that whole that whole thing where and uh, Palpatine's telling him these things, and like you say, Anakin doesn't really give it a second thought. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the beginning of the end of Anakin, really, and the start of Darth. Yeah, Vader. it starts from there. Yeah, yeah, it's the ball rolling. Like, it's nice for the whole film. Like, I think it's nice to kind of see that for the whole film. You see, kind of an Anakin. Like the way he just is he, slowly transitioning to being a Jedi to being Darth Vader kind of thing, and I think it's 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 kind of nice to see like that nice transition because it doesn't happen like that, but you kind of see it for the film like he's slowly changing for for like the film like for like these uh, prophetic dreams stuff like that. Yeah. Um, obviously with Palpatine as well, and and like I said, the lack the lack of trust with Obi Wan. I think it's just you know you, you can slowly see him changing uh, to the dark side. I think um, there's another thing actually that um, I nearly forgot to mention when um, Anakin's having bad dreams about Padme and childbirth. Yeah, and that yeah. put fear in him of her demise, you know, and he feels that that could potentially happen. So that that drives him to to Palpatine even more, especially when he's offering to uh, save her from death. Because that's obviously who who he's thinking of when you know that, that offer sort of made. Um, yeah. But yeah, that there's certain things in it is very interesting, and, and Anakin as well. Uh, when Anakin tells tells Mace Windu about Palpatine being a Sith Lord, a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, uh, I love his voice. Don't you think that Mace Windu he excludes Anakin yet again from the mission? I mean, I know obviously Anakin yeah. shows up anyway, and obviously that's all the uh, the incident that happens um, with Mace Windu versus uh, the Emperor. But um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting that he makes that mistake again by excluding Anakin from a mission. Yeah, that is definitely a mistake. And I think talk about that scene. I think if he'd brought Anakin with him, it might have gone a little bit differently because when Anakin walks in, it look, it literally looks like Mace Windu just just just, just trying to kill him. Like he just walked in there and just tried to kill him instantly. Yeah, hasn't even given him a chance. Whereas like, yeah, yeah. you see the scene, they walk and say, "You're under arrest. You know, we're taking, you know, we're taking you in to answer for what you've done. You know, can explain yourself." But to Anakin, it looks like everyone's just um, Mace Windu just marched in there and just trying to kill him. Yes, exactly. It looks. And Mace really Windu saying, "Oh, he's too dangerous in. to be kept alive," and it doesn't look great. Yeah, and got, you've got like yeah. master manipulator Palpatine who's looking all weak and oh please don't kill me. Weak. He's looking weak. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
I mean, yeah. It's too dangerous. What do you guys think of that moment? Because, I mean, Palpatine's begging for his life, looking visibly weaker and more wrinkly. Um, Do you think he was really severely faking it? Or was he generally scared that Mace Windu was going to kill him in that moment? I... I think I think he was genuinely scared, but he, he, he used it to his advantage for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think I think he, he, I think, he played he did play up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he was definitely like Lewis. I think mean, he definitely was scared, but I think like he definitely used that fear to gain advantage on. Mace. Yeah, because it's like as as soon as like as soon as he sees Anakin says, "Oh, you know, he needs to stand trial and stuff," and he kind it's kind of trap. sees that he's almost on his side. Yeah. Then he just like goes yeah. for Windu, doesn't he? He says, Oh, I've done it, they go. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I, I, I like I, I like I that definitely. scene. It yeah, I, I think when as well, don't you think? In in Return of the Jedi, that was Anakin's oh. moment where he's looking between them and having to make a decision of what side he's on, and then again it happens in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it is but is you yeah, right, it's basically the same, isn't it? It's yeah. like looking between the old Apart from that was Anakin now. and then in Return oh, of the yeah. Jedi it's Darth Vader deciding if he's on good or bad. It's it's having that moment again and I think that's that's almost like having that happen twice. It's like his second chance in in Return of the Jedi. I do like that, yeah, so that moment does feel like a mirror. Yeah. 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 But I I really like Definitely. this scene and I I it just goes to show like how desperate Anakin was because if he had sided with Mace Windu against Palpatine, then Windu probably would have trusted him a, a lot more after this, you know. A lot, lot more, yeah. But yeah. he was so desperate to save Padme. Yeah, yeah. And because he, he even says, "Oh, you know, you you can't kill him. I, I need him." Yes, he says, "Yeah, I need him." Like I need him. it's it's one of those things him. where even though he's he's done something bad and he's a Sith Lord, at the same time he says, "I need him," and it's. It's one of those interesting things. If Padme hadn't been in the equation, if if Palpatine hadn't tripped Anakin with those dreams and, and yeah. given him that offer to save some, his loved one from death, would that have played out differently? I think it would have. I think it would. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. He wouldn't have been desperate in his need of him that he might have potentially just let Mace Windu kill him or demand justice, but I don't think he would have cared for him as much. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. But it's like at, at the beginning, you know, he says, "Oh, he, he must stand trial," and then, like we just said, oh, the last thing he says is, "I need him." Yeah, you know, yeah, he, he kind of it just shows that he he's so desperate. Yeah, I just love that scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, it, it, it is a good scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just goes to show, like how how like like Lou said, like how fearful actually Anakin is of losing Padme, and it just goes to show, like you know, he'd do literally anything to hopefully save Padme um so just goes to show like from like from like a little from being like a little kid you know he grew up and been to be a Jedi and now he's like kind of turning against it everything he believes in he's like kind of like to to try to like to lose it to save Padme it's like you know like Lewis said like it's like he throws everything away did you to save Padme yeah which I think, I think it's very interesting because, like, it, in that moment, is is a big moment for like Anakin, like you know, because like I think you know what he grew up on, it it just changes and and it's it's it's, it's actually an awesome scene. I, I love it. And that means that part of his decision to change in the way he does so drastically, some of it is hearts in the right place because he's doing it to protect somebody he loves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely like you see good moments. I think this links back to something you said in the previous episode, Charlotte, as well, where he Hmm. he said something like he he wasn't he wasn't really a good good fit for a Jedi because he 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 cares he cares too much like he cares about his his mum on Tatooine and and all this like he cares about things too much and I think this like sums it up perfectly because he cares about Padme too much that he'll happily kill Mace Windu. Yeah, just to save a Sith Lord, you know. He's very emotionally driven, and the Jedi aren't like that at all. Yeah, he was a good fit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that links quite nicely, and this just epitomizes that, you know, just shows it. Like, this is yeah. the, the final nail in the coffin, final as it were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, it's very well acted. I do think uh, we have to give Hayden Christensen his due. In what have I done? Because he, he does yeah, do a very done? good job of being a very emotionally confused uh, person who's who's really torn, and you do see the darkness sort of start in him as well and it's quite subtle yeah yeah, yeah he, he does do a good job there yeah. i think as well part of this scene is to the end when he pledges himself to palpatine then he makes him darth vader that scene like d- that disturbs me a bit yeah, true, I, yeah. I don't like I, yeah. I like that scene but it disturbs me what do you get like goosebumps disturbed or is it just a bit like oh things are gonna it's, kick off <laughs> it's, it's not like a goosebumps thing i don't know i just I, I like it but i just think it's it's just a bit disturbing how he just like he pledges himself to him then and then because again he's so desperate. Yeah. You know, do literally yeah, anything, he, and he, yeah. he becomes Darth Vader, and you know, pledges himself to the Sith like then and there. Yeah. And I, I, I've also forgot like another thing uh, found my notes is another thing that kind of uh, turns on a Jedi is that Anakin doesn't trust Obi Wan because he thinks that Obi Wan is trying to get with Padme, like he's trying to, you know, there, there's something going on between. Obi-Wan you and brought him here to kill me. You brought him to kill me. <laughs> kind of be like the, the kind of side, and I think that's also like another, you know, reason why Anakin doesn't trust the Jedi because like he thinks that the Jedi are, like against him and the, and the everything he's doing, like he thinks that everyone's against him. So I think that's like another reason why he turned because of that one reason. Yeah, and I, I do think that Obi-Wan doesn't help. The cause, because what really annoyed me in this film was it, it doesn't feel like Obi Wan has much sympathy for Padme's situation. Because you think about it from no. her perspective, she's pre- pregnant with Anakin's baby or babies, but we don't know. Um, and then he's just broken the news to her that he's turned to the dark side and murdered a bunch of people, and he yeah. just sort of says, "Oh, it's it's his, isn't it? I'm sorry," and it doesn't sound I'm very. Sense sympathetic the way he says it you know it doesn't feel like it's really genuine apology and then he uses her later to find Anakin as well and pretty much endangers a pregnant woman's life because Anakin feels like he's been betrayed and he's mentally unhinged with his appearance it makes him worse (laughs) and yeah it's like he starts force choking Padme in his rage which he was angry before and she was upset, but I don't know if he would have went to the extreme of choking her if it not been looking really bad for um, Obi-Wan turning up and being in her yeah. ship. And of course she didn't know. Yes, yes. It's not really her fault. No. It was it was definitely the wrong time, wrong place for Obi-Wan at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think he really, <laughs> yeah, he really it, misjudged that situation and he doesn't really care that much for Padme, otherwise he wouldn't have put her in danger that way. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, so it's like in this film, like there's like so many reasons, like you, you kind of see it, like there's a lot of reasons why like, kind of Anakin is 
changes dark side and um and i think there's like major points for this film that you kind of see um but there's actually another point i'll quickly touch up upon is the fight with obi-wan and general grievous which oh, I actually love that pal. scene. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. really a good moment. I love that scene. I, I love that I love that fight scene. Hello there. And that's just General Kenobi, get, you uh, are the bold one. General General Kenobi. <laughs> and we get the iconic Hello there. Hello Don't there. Yep, yeah, and he jumps down Hello from there. the the roof. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> you are the bold uh, one. <laughs> you are the bold one. Oh yeah, guys, uh, before I forget Lewis said he's going to do Passions this week, so I think Lewis should jump in. To be fair, I'm doing voices this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I, Lewis is spitting them in. <laughs> uh, I think for this, this dedicated moment, Lewis should do uh, Passions. I mean, I've been doing it this whole time, but yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> Put on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> right, on. Char- Charlotte, g- g- give him one. Give him uh, <laughs> a passion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Oh, do some General Grievous because he's always he's always good. General Grievous. Yeah. I, I just cough then. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just say uh, that part where I mean General Grievous versus Obi Wan fight? Right, you've got four yep. lightsabers coming at you. What does Obi Wan do? The most annoying fighting stance I've ever seen. Oh, when he's with the the fingers. Oh, yeah. You know, it yeah. does the thing where like he he puts his um he does a fighting stance where he puts his lightsaber above his head, but he does like a kind of weird swish, and then it's over his head, and it's like he's never done that fighting stance with a lightsaber ever. And then you've got like four lightsabers coming at you, and he's trying to be like cool almost, but I find it really cringe. You find it cringe? I think he's cool. <laughs> I just feel like it just makes like zero difference because he's still only got one lightsaber <laughs> and he's doing like the flip-floppy yeah. hair thing that you don't really get. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes, you look fabulous, but you know, you've got four lightsabers going to chop you in bits. <laughs> like, move. I still don't get what Grievous says, I've been training your Jedi arts by, by Count Dooku yet and he just starts spinning his lightsabers around really fast. Yeah, and he's even yeah. like... Dooku teach around. him that? <laughs> <laughs> Dooku teach him the helicopter so move or something? <laughs> That is cool, I though. Think. I do like that. Even the sound effects of it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh god, it's like yeah, it's like a helicopter propellers or something. You're like you don't want to be anywhere near that. It makes him no, yeah very deadly in that moment. And oh, we most haven't even that. talked about the annoying lizard creature that Obi Wan rides on. Oh, Blimeo. Oh, I hate oh. that part. As soon as I hear it, oh, I know it's that lizard. <laughs> that weird, that weird high pitch noise. <laughs> Honestly, it's just one of the most annoying sound effects. Um, I do think that the sound effects of the prequel trilogy are very over the top. You know, you have a wah, 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 kind of weird sounding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the weirdest sounding ships, and then you got the weird sounding creatures. Uh, you know, but yeah, that that lizard creature. I mean, considering Obi Wan's trying to ride in on it incognito. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best yeah, choice. Yeah, keep a low profile. You can interface the, the most obnoxiously loud creature you can find. Brilliant. That that fight scene is is epic. With Grievous, yeah, when Charlie it, says it, he it, cuts it, off his it, hands. It, 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 yeah, it's absolutely class. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's More what you have to do every time you're in a lightsaber battle. Just go for the hands, people. Just go for the hands every time. <laughs> no, I love that noise Grievous makes when he cuts, Obi-Wan cuts his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, 
Jane, what do you guys think of how he fights him? Because uh, basically he has a, a chest cavity that he's able to pull open and expose his heart. I don't think that was a very yeah. good design on... Uh, Obi-Wan is strong. <laughs> Obi-Wan is strong. To do that. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, force muscles. It's like two panels and then all of a sudden his heart's exposed. It's like you you could have like put it in a metal box, dude, but all it took was like, uh, you know, it had been blasted and then he's on fire. And yeah. It's highly flammable it's cool as death. Well. I've, so yeah, uncivilized. So uncivilized. Oh, I want to talk about um, Order sixty six as well. I was going to say oh, yeah, that. Yeah. I was going to say there you go. There's an impressive order 66, execute yeah. order sixty six. Execute order sixty six. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is where Palpatine. It's, it's like um. A coup. It's like a. It's like a code. That he tells all, yeah. all the clones, and they go and they just go into like a Jedi, uh, Jedi rage mode. Jedi. I yeah. read something online about this. So yeah, it's basically yeah the 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 clone army finally turning against the the Jedi, and it seems like yeah, like you say, it's execute order sixty six. It's it's basically coming from Palpatine. Uh, and I read online, which I thought was really interesting, is the clones apparently didn't just switch on the Jedi; they were actually like comrades. But every clone had a chip in their brain, and when the order sent uh, the the order, uh, they they basically didn't have a choice; they had to execute it. Oh, so were they like aware of what they were doing? No, so I think it's basically yeah. like a, a bit like a sort of robot. You know, you you don't have control; it's you, you're being like remote actually, controlled almost. So that so the order, rather than them actually just turning against the Jedi, the the chip and that. That order being executed was uh, was against their control. They literally just yeah, the order and I, I've had, yeah, I've heard something similar, like where the like the death troopers are like kind of like zombies, like they kind of like um that they, they they don't know what they're doing and that they kind of be like um uh, being kind of controlled to like kill people but you know the the death troopers I've heard something similar to that, actually. Yeah, I think it's um like, it's in to, like, the Clone like, Wars. Um, because the Clone Wars uh, series tells you um, about this, uh, the chip explanation. So rather than it being that they were on the uh, side of the um, the order, you know, the whole time, it was actually that they were on the side of the Jedi, but this, this order coming through made them change. Oh. Yeah. Which is kind of my, my job. <laughs> <laughs> um... My job again, mate. Yeah, I, I think I, that Order sixty six scene is quite powerful because it goes to like different planets across like the galaxy of all the yeah. Jedi, their yeah. clone battalions, skin fighting with them, and then they just yeah. get gunned down. And it is more hard hitting that yeah. they were actually comrades and friends with the with the clones. You know, the clones actually had mm. um, had lives and and friends amongst the Jedi that they turned against without meaning to because it was out of their control. Yeah. So I do actually like the chip explanation. Yeah, that is quite cool, actually. Yeah, it makes it more yeah, it more be. heartbreaking, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're even killing the um the kids in the Jedi Temple, aren't they? Yeah, 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 Anakin yeah, takes yeah, his. Uh, yeah, he killed younglings. I have to say that's like one of the worst lines in the film is when Ewan McGregor says that because it looks like he's trying not to laugh. He's like he. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. His mouth and looks like he's trying to hide a smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Anakin takes his. Uh, his clones in there and wipes out the, the rest of the Jedi in there and, and the younglings. Mm. 
Yeah, that's quite that's quite a powerful scene. So I think the music, yeah. Yeah. I like the music in that when they're marching the into the temple. Awful, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Everything's like very going wrong very fast and escalates yeah. very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 why the Jedi just got overwhelmed because they didn't see it coming and it was just so quick. No. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's just so quick all at the same time. Yes, every, everything just escalates from from that moment with um with Mace Windu, um. And and everything after that. Once you see the the who Palpatine really is, because I don't know if there's certain people out there that haven't seen the original ones, and and the prequel ones were the ones they watch first. But that would be quite shocking when they realise that Palpatine is actually a Sith Lord and he's actually the Emperor because he, he looks horrible. Yeah. I mean, the he does. It's very extreme. He does. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's that, that. I think that all the success is definitely a cool moment. It's it's all like um a ripple effect it's like you see obviously you know Palpatine meets his Darth Sidious and he's like it's like massive like impact of like a rock it's like massive ripple effect I think that's quite awesome because like you see it like like you said that like, happens so quickly just like so fast yeah and like no one saw it coming like it was just like it was such a powerful moment uh, especially with these clones you know storming like the Jedi's temples and stuff like this. Yeah, and like it's definitely it's a powerful scene. And what Charlotte's saying of like the clones being friends with like the um some of the Jedi and stuff. You, you see that in a scene earlier with with Obi Wan on the planet they're on because um he 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 drops his lightsaber, doesn't he? And uh, Commander Cody picks it up and he's like, oh, you know, this is yours. Oh, uh, and like you see scenes scenes before that where they're all like pretty friendly. Yeah, and making jokes. He's yeah. like, oh, you know, um don't don't you know leave leave some for us kind of thing and all that. And then when the order comes through, they just like try and blast Obi Wan. Yeah, and that's that, true. that adds a bit more emotion to it because like they they were literally joking around like ten minutes ago. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, friendly, like, oh, we drop your lightsaber, you know. And talking talk about like the whole like kind of friends thing, it, I know it's a part of film, but part of the Clone Wars series, you, you see Anakin, the Jedi, and the clones are kind of working together. You know, they sometimes doing their battles together, and they work together, together, and, and in the Clone Wars, they call clones brothers, and and they're they're trying to protect the Jedi. So I think in that moment, it just makes it more meaningful to kind of like, you know, like like they they used to fight together, now they're fighting against each other, kind of thing. Yeah, like you know, realize it. How many people are actually, uh, you know, how many are actually in the army and what side they're on? It it really turns the tide in the Sith's favor. Yeah, definitely. I think and. You know, seeing the the force, like the kind of power of the cl- clone army, is uh, it's definitely quite. I I I think it's awesome, but like it's, like I said, it's it's definitely sad. That, you know, the fact that they were once like, kind of friends and allies, um, but now that they're, they're storming the uh, temples and killing people, they're Sorry, friends. Sir, but it's time for you Sorry, to sir. leave. <laughs> And it's a pretty, so it it's a pretty foolproof plan when you think about it. If you're going to have a whole army yeah. change sides, having it be beyond their control, having the chip is actually yeah. Yeah, pretty foolproof. Though apparently there's certain um, uh, there's certain clones that don't have the chip. I don't know if it's the case of they just don't have it. It's faulty or they turn it off somehow. But some of them don't have it because apparently there's some characters in in the Star Wars universe that are clones, but they're on the good side. So. I really will have to watch the clone yeah. at some stage. Yeah, it's definitely good. It definitely shows like the inside war of 
of the Clone Wars kind of era, which just gives you like an inside what kind of happened between what uh, two and three kind of thing. It's definitely interesting. Um, the another part I want to talk about is the uh, the last scene of uh, Musavar. We see uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh yes. Yeah, so Anakin gets sent yeah. to Mustafar by Palpatine, doesn't he, to wipe out Viceroy Gunray and the rest of the Separatist leaders. Um, <laughs> so he heads there. It's a, it's a lo- lovely long planet. I like that little cough there, yeah, that lovely. little General Grievous cough you added. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he heads to Mustafar to take out the Separatist leaders. So he's got... So, so Palpatine's got like no no opposition, isn't it? Like He's just... There's, there's like no one else, no one else around. You know he's in complete control. So Anakin goes there to take out the uh, the, the Separatist leaders, and then uh, Palpatine goes to the, the the Galactic Senate and transforms the Republic into the Empire, doesn't he? Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, uh, that saying um, uh, that what um, Padme says: uh, "This is how liberty dies with thunderous, thunderous applause. applause." I think it's a great quote. Yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. Reorganized yeah. into the first galactic empire. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Yay!" And then you think the um the fight between Yoda and the Emperor in that room is very cool. It's very cool. Yeah, the, the fact that yeah, it's cool. Part where Yoda catches one of the sort of pods, and starts spinning it <laughs> slowly, and you're yeah. like, "Oh yes, you do it, you throw it at him." <laughs> My little green friend. <laughs> It's a good. That is a good scene. Yeah. Talk, talk about the lightning as well. That's, it, a, that's a memorable. It, 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 yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's so many kind of good moments in this film. I I honestly think mm. it excels above the other two because it's it's constantly ongoing. Yeah, definitely. It's like because obviously that the last episode, episode two, we talk about how slow paced it was, and it it didn't start yeah. getting to the action until the last kind of moments. But number. F- third one was kind of like pretty much the whole film was like fast paced kind of thing and, and like you was intrigued the whole way through uh, like the story um which i think definitely uh, of the prequel films is like definitely one of the best best films out there uh because like we said that there it shows a lot of motion of all these characters it shows like the, the whole story like basically like coming come to the end like kind of an era like with the clone wars uh, the how they come and you know kind of leaving the, the Jedi and Anakin um, now leaving the light side and joining the dark side. It's like everything's like kind of ending. You, you know, you've got Padme. Obviously, what's gonna happen? And and it's just like kind of like this. All this like ties up nicely. So I think third one. I I it's definitely one of my favorite big films. Of all yeah. Three. Definitely. And I mean, one of the most like uh, famous parts of it is uh, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting and there's the clash between their lightsabers and the, the massive yeah. lava splash behind oh, yeah. them. It's su- it's such a good scene. So much lava. You knew that was going to come into it. <laughs> like, so much someone's lava. Gonna, yeah, someone's going to get hurt with this lava and I don't think it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> Yeah, that it's such an iconic fight scene though, because like you got all the lava behind them and like they're jumping up between these like, obstacles and and it's like but the yeah the music yeah I can't say that the the absolute amazing soundtrack behind it amazing John Williams but like it's such an iconic 
moment in like throughout the Star Wars history because of, like Obi Wan and Obi Wan versus Anakin is and it's it's absolutely I, I think they've done it so well because they could have tamed it down, they could have made it to like a, a short kind of like sort and sweet kind of fight scene, but they stretched it out and made a really good lightsaber yeah, scene. It's one of the best lightsaber scenes in, in Star Wars, you have to say. Even if yeah. you don't really particularly like the prequel yeah. films, they have moments like that that you have to give their due. And I do think that the the fight scene between them was very well choreographed because it shows that yeah. they're both very similar in their styles of fighting. Um, and Anakin will fight a little bit dirty, which is essentially how Obi-Wan yeah. has to win it, because he knows that Anakin will do exactly that. So, But I have to say, with that moment as well, I mean, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground, he says. Imagine any arguments and disagreements with that. It's like saying calm down to someone who's pissed off, you know? It's like not the best thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> my power. <laughs> and he also says, high ground, Anakin. you were my brother Anakin I loved you he's just cut his legs off and he's now catching fire it's like I think that's someone. really cruel yeah. what everyone does to him there yeah. and, it's just if you loved after him, that, he wouldn't he do that it's literally the most heartbreak, the heartbroken scene you were the chosen one yeah, and it, yeah, it's really like, emotional that scene. But I just I can't help but feel like when he says he I loved you, and he's catching fire, and it's a horrible death. I mean, if you yeah. love someone who's evil, <gasps> you have yeah. to kill them. You, you put yeah. them out of their misery and make it quick, you know. So I feel like Obi Wan's a bit messed yeah. up there at that point. Yeah, I don't like that. If that's yeah, supposed to be the good that, part, I wouldn't want to join it either, you know. <laughs> you were supposed yeah, to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Anakin just. Says, it kind of stands there, just watches Anakin burn. Oh, yeah, that is savage. I hate that bit. Yeah, yeah, that that is dreaming. dark. Yeah, I think that's really horrible for uh, everyone to do. And he steals his lightsaber. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah as, and and he's adding, <laughs> yeah, to add to add to the burn, he steals his lightsaber. <laughs> and he, the burn. he lies to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the burn, that's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I'll be all, I'll be all in a week. Oh dear. <laughs> sorry, Liz. Sorry, Liz. Oh, sorry. sorry. I was just, just going to say, like, as as an aside, and he, he he lies to Luke when he gives it to him in like, the later films, and and Luke says, "Oh, your father wants you to have this when you're old enough." They didn't. He cut yeah. his legs off when he's burned to death and he yeah. jacked it. And then he took it away. <laughs> Probably stole it from me, mate. Yeah. But yeah, that is. Uh... But yeah, that. It's it's a dark you said it's a dark dark scene because like you know he's like like kind of saying like what he could have been and stuff like and he's saying like, I love you stuff like and, um and then like there's him he's just standing there like watching him die like you can't just, like bring him higher away from the lava no yeah he doesn't he's even do anything he looks at him with disappointment and and is obviously visibly upset but he wanders off and he leaves him yeah. there to. To rot, basically, because I mean, if the emperor hadn't turned up to him, he would be lying there dying. So, again, yeah, the emperor comes dead. in and helps him rather than Obi Wan. Yeah. It's sort of almost like Fine it out. justifies his his choice. <laughs> I can't help but yeah. So I think it, I think it just goes to show that like, I think, in in a sense, the the bad guys, the dark side, kind of in in a sense wins because they just gained a new Darth Lord. You know, they kind of Darth Vader now. 
Um, and I, I think in, in in a sense, you know, the dark side kind of won in, in a way. It truly is the revenge of the Sith. Because, <laughs> yeah, one may it say. truly is, mate. It truly is. Um, but it's like, you know, like I said, um, definitely it's one of the best prequel films. Yeah. Um, we're asking some awful moments and I have to bring it up. Padme losing the will to live. I was just about to say that. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. She died because she's sad. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not being funny, but like, I mean, who would have thought killing her would be so easy? I mean, that changeling assassin with the slugs and the worms, like, through the window, should have just tortured her with algebra in film two, because yeah. <laughs> anything that actually makes me lose the will to live, so... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't like that scene. I feel as though that was a bit of a half-assed way to. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's just had two children, and I know what's happened is a massive shock. But literally, don't let a man destroy your life. (laughs) Sorry, guys, but you know, us women can't can't have that happen. Um, yeah, I, I like the, the following scene. So when uh, the Emperor Palpatine finds Anakin on Mustafar, take him back to Coruscant, they get him all fixed up to make him into Vader on the operating yeah. table. Yeah. It like switches between cool, Padme yeah. on the table as well, because they're both like... Oh, there is an interesting theory about that. An- another thing I've read up online. Apparently, on, drop the mic. <laughs> there's a popular <laughs> theory that in order for Palpatine to uh, keep Anakin alive, he sucked the life force from Padme. Oh, and I really it? like that because it makes far more sense. Because again, her it would have been her death was out of her control, and it would have made a lot more sense for her dying after she had Luke and Leia. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's uh, we you know that was not shown in this way no. because her having the will to live was. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't no, like that. Yeah, if we no. you know if it, losing the will to live is a death sentence, you know most people would have caught it by now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but I, I, I really like that, that scene. Yeah, yeah. that's a good theory. But I like that scene where they're both on tables, you know, going through obviously a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, no. It's the tragedy yeah. of their love story. That's that's yeah. one of the parts of it that's actually one of the better parts because uh, essentially, yeah. like we were saying, um, with Anakin doing all of this for for Padme's sake and. Uh, and unfortunately, it it all came crashing down, and yeah, it ended up yeah, ending very tragically. Down. Not not only does she die, but he, he loses himself as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's everything. Lost everything. Like at least um, Obi Wan did. It's one of the best things the Jedi and especially Obi Wan did for Anakin was to find homes for his children and support Luke better than they did him in in the later films. Yeah. Although it would have been it would have been nice if they given Luke to like um, sent Luke somewhere somewhere nicer <laughs> yeah. because Leia gets to become a you know she becomes a princess and lives on a, in a fancy place and Luke just gets chucked in the desert. Yeah, he's like on a desert farm, and I mean apparently it's he's with his family, so they're like that justifies it. Like he's with his family and Leia's not with like biological family, so again it's sort of like well at least he's with his biological family and she's with like and- uh you know a person that's going to make her a princess, but. It's still like she's in she's in riches and he's in rags. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, but at least our fade will never find Luke because he hates sand. So uh, that's true. He's not going back. Yeah, time. <laughs> it's rough. It's, it's, not, it's, it's so. not his uh, holiday destination. It's not. 
I, I like that how you know they can find out why they're in this place. Yeah, and like why Obi Wan's there because he says they'll stay, he'll stay and you know watch over him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I do not yeah. like the scene with uh, when Darth Vader is finally you know officially oh, no. Darth Vader. You know oh, where no. I'm going with this, don't I know you? What you're gonna say. <laughs> Padme, is she safe? Is she all right, Palpatine? I'm afraid in your anger you told her. <laughs> She was alive and I felt it. No. <laughs> and then she's me cringing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bit cringy. Yeah, I just, I honestly, yeah. I hate that moment. It's just really over dramatic. And it's the first time you're seeing Vader in his official get up, and that's how they ended up writing it. It's like, I felt it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, such a like, they could have done so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's such so like weird. a cartoon no. villain. <laughs> yeah. No. I hate it. So what did yeah, you it's, it's a bit weird. Um, of Anakin, do you still feel that Anakin was the chosen one? Uh, I think. Well, he, Anakin was I mean, probably the chosen, <sighs> the chosen one to bring like. Like balance of the force, eh? Well, when you think about it, like think of the series as a whole, because according to George Lucas, uh, basically Eve believes that Anakin was the chosen one the whole time, as he, he kills yeah. the Emperor and he obviously Darth Vader dies with him in Return of the Jedi, so meaning there's like no more Siths, and that's what the prophecy was about. He was supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them, but he did both, uh, especially for the sake of his son. So I, when I hear that, I think, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he is kind of the chosen one. I'd still believe that Luke is because Darth Vader wouldn't have made that choice if it wasn't for his son, it wasn't for Luke. So yeah. I feel like they share the mantle on chosen ones a little bit there. It was a, fa- it was a father-son team. <laughs> it's, a, it's a family affair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, family affair. Yeah, I think that is very interesting. Yeah, I, I I think he is because, like, like you said, he, he plays like a massive role, um, like, especially leading to Emperor Palpatine's death. But it's also on Luke's kind of like kind of the way he kind of brought light to the situation. I think without Luke, uh, Darth Vader would have killed Emperor Palpatine. So yeah. it's just, I, I, I think, I, yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good point, actually. That is if we just ignore, because I'm, I'm plainly ignoring the Skywalker trilogy, because it makes no sense, Disney. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. No, <laughs> Money. No. So uh, Money. I have to say that, you yeah, know, the Emperor died in Return of the Jedi, and uh, that arc of Darth Vader's that we've been following for several films makes far more sense yeah. if you exclude the Skywalker yeah. trilogy. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, I think that was a a very good um episode. Um, I got actually I brought this. I got two kind of like questions like what ifs. Oh yes, go All for right. it. Shoot. All right, what ifs? Right, let's just say out of nowhere, <laughs> Palpatine lost his connection to the Force out of nowhere. No matter what he did, mm-hmm. he cannot use it. What would happen and? Um, you know, what 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 do you think would happen if, like, so say, Palpatine just lost his powers and there's nothing he could done? Oh, I think I know what he would do, but I'll let. Uh, what do you think, Lewis? I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first because you would have interest in, in 
interesting takes. Okay, okay. I do think because he's a politician through and through, he would use politics as he always did the whole time because that's nothing to do with the force. He would also be very manipulative when it comes to using someone for his own ends. So he would find someone that is good with the force and trick them in some way into helping him. So he'll have, again, another Sith on his side. So I honestly, I don't think a lot of it would change apart from he wouldn't have ultimate power. He'd literally just have <laughs> a lot of manipulation and a lot of political coups, like he does actually cause. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do think a, a, not a lot would change apart from some of the fights he would get into. He would make sure that there was a lot of people between him and and his enemies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lewis, what was your take I mean, I didn't really have anything to be fair. Because um, I, I was literally just focusing on his powers. I was like, oh, to be fair, you know, that's, <laughs> that's why Charlotte drops the mic. Charlotte drops the mic, yeah. So I just agree with what you said, because it is, it is true. Like, you know, he's yeah. very manipulative. Yeah, I mean, he spent most yeah. of his whole, these whole films being manipulative and not using his powers. The only time he did was when he was tricking Anakin with the dreams. He, he was basically yeah. incognito as, uh, as being just Senator Palpatine. So a lot of the power didn't come into it until his life was threatened and he had no choice but to start using it when when everything was starting to um, come out into the open that he was really a Sith Lord. Yeah, it was just using yeah. his, his pawns, wasn't he? Like Dooku and Grievous. Yeah. And they yeah. More, they you know, did stuff for him. His, his minions. Yeah. Um, yeah second cool. one is how would Anakin defeating Obi-Wan without losing any limbs <laughs> affect the rest of the <laughs> galaxy <laughs> and, <laughs> the, uh, and the rest of the galaxy and the future of the Empire. So Go, if uh, Anakin... I, I think he would probably... So you're saying if he had beaten Obi-Wan and he walked away? Yeah, so if... yeah, if on, uh, yeah, if on, I think he probably... Be, I think, again, it comes happen. back to that. That whole thing of um, he'd he'd learn how to like save Padme, I reckon, and then he, he would he would kill the Emperor and take over. Because he even says to um to Padme, he even says, you know, oh, I'm stronger than him, I can overthrow him. You know, and we can we can live together. So I think he would learn what he could from Palpatine, and then it would come back to that whole apprentice killing the master thing, and he would kill Palpatine and take over. Do you, so? Do you, do you think that uh, Anakin would remain? On the light side, do you think he would remain a Jedi if, if, if obviously, if Obi Wan died, and obviously he's uh, find a way to? No, I don't think no. so. No, I think it, I mean, uh, with the state of the Jedi at the end of the film, they're essentially no more, and anyone that does still live, I mean, uh, there's only two really that are still alive, isn't it, at the end of the film, which is Yoda and Obi Wan. And if Obi Wan was dead, it would literally just be Yoda, and he'd still be in hiding. Yeah, Anakin yeah. wouldn't wouldn't want to belong to any order ever again. He'd he'd definitely want to do his own thing. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't want to be under. And he under said to, to Padme as well in his speech to Padme about them ruling the galaxy and making things how they want them to be. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like he sounds insane in that moment, but in his mind, it's yeah. they can shape their own future and not have anybody tell them what to do. But he doesn't actually realize that he's still a puppet with the Sith. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's one of the saddest parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I, that's but, what I think too. But like, if you think about it, what, what Anakin says in a way, it kind of makes 
sense uh, it might kind of work in, in in a sense like obviously how corrupted jedi are and stuff like that you know it kind of makes sense why anakin wants to make you know basically change everything it kind of makes sense because obviously how corrupt the jedi are and obviously the sith and stuff are not perfect but it makes it kind of sees anakin's perspective that he kind of knows that both sides are flawed and he wants to do things his own way yeah he definitely wouldn't want to belong to any order or have to no. answer to anyone or have no. to earn anyone's approval yeah yeah, do you think yeah, that so he actually can't... just wants to break the system? Like he he just wants to have a free the freedom to choose and to live his life with Padme without any dangers. So essentially it's almost like he wants to break away from from the indoctrination think... of the Jedi order, but he also doesn't really want the Siths to be a, a permanent thing in his life either, but he ends up getting caught up in My... it and he has no choice. Yeah, I I think like he I think he does because like you think about like his whole life like Anakin, um, literally from the day one Tatooine he's been in slavery like he's been told what to do and kind of not being able to do like his own kind of thing and even with the Jedi, um, even though like new doors open but there's still like kind of limits to himself and yeah. I think that with obviously with Palpatine and stuff I, th- I think it just showed him there's like more kind of thing like you know that you know like what the Jedi was doing like trying to say no you 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 know you can't do this yet and stuff like that i think i think like anakin wanted more like because obviously his whole life being restricted you know he didn't really know his dad you know and he he had to leave his mum so 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 young and and um had to leave home but i think i think definitely like he would want to try and make to try try to break the system and like do something he, he wants to do like be free and yeah. Like, yeah, and that's actually quite sad when you think about it. What you've just pointed out as well earlier about him being a slave. He was a slave for the first nine yeah. years of his life, and then he was a slave to the Jedi and all of their order and how they had to teach him. And then he ended up being yeah. tricked into being a Sith Lord and being trapped by, like, almost like physically as well, with him being in all of his, yeah. you know, Darth Vader gear and losing his identity. So it's actually very sad because the only time he's free is after. Return of the Jedi, yeah, in death essentially, which is really, really yeah. Tragic. yeah, yeah. I, I think if if he had defeated Obi Wan, then I I think Anakin wouldn't have the Jedi or the the Sith. You know, he wouldn't have any of yeah. it. He'd just have his own his own thing in his ideal world. Yeah, yeah. I do which think that Qui Gon no has a lot to to answer for as well because he does. <laughs> yeah, encouraged Anakin. Within a whole special chosen one thing in in Phantom Menace when he was nine, rather than keeping it to himself that he was any kind of chosen one and there was a prophecy, and I believe that resulted in Anakin's entitlement and ego boost when he came of age. Do you, and I actually got one more what if actually, do you what? think if you know what do you think Kogan was you know actually alive now? Do you think that the result could have changed? Like, do you think that? he would stick more to Anakin, like, you know, yes, you can do it, kind of in that, give Anakin the ability to do more missions because of his kind of trust in Anakin, that he was a chosen one. Like, do you think that he was kind of like, kind of in a sense turned on a Jedi and kind of said, no, look, he's a chosen one. Yeah, I definitely think 
I think Qui Gon would have handled it better, but like Charlotte mm. just said, like he was telling him from a young age that he was he was like this chose one. He was so yeah. great. I mean, would that have carried? They would have carried on when he was much older. Yeah, um, you know, and it would just inflate him even more. I think. Um, yeah. And also, just as an aside, I don't think Obi Wan was really ready to have have a, a, a like an apprentice at a Padawan. I don't think no. Obi Wan was really ready. He was too inexperienced to have one. I I yeah. totally agree with that. And even though they were friends yeah. and, and brothers, and you know, as they say, he, yeah, he he definitely yeah, wasn't that... ready. He needed to be more of a master to yeah. him, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I think yeah, if Qui Gon was still around, was taking him, I think yeah, it would have gone a different way. But like I just said, like yeah. Charlotte just made a good point. Like he probably would have kept chucking it into his head that he was the chosen one, you know. Yeah, yeah and that, that, and... something in into a child's head is they're learning that they're special, and not just even like you know if it's entitlement and ego boost that like I just mentioned. Like there's the other side of the coin, which it could be a lot of pressure. You know, there's a lot to live up to. Yeah, staring at you, yeah, yeah, you chosen one, and it, it makes you excluded in a lot of ways. Yeah, big, not expected. Not normal. No. Yeah, it's and like I... it's it's weird. I think just going. I think that can, that you could also say that's an argument for that scene where he's so upset when he doesn't become a master. Yes, because he's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. I'm the chosen one. Why can't I be a master?" You know. Yeah, and he he doesn't understand why you can be a council member, but you you aren't a rank of master. And then them not explaining themselves as well. Like I said earlier, you know, he needs to know these things because they've said a lot when they initially picked him up and started training him from a young age that he was special. So to deny him any kind of chance to excel with the Jedi Order doesn't make any sense. It's contradicting what he's been told. Yeah, because they tell him he's the chosen one, and he he knows he is, and then they just they don't it's really like, give him a chance to no, no. to they go down like, that route, they, you know? Yeah, yeah. They kind of like like forget about the whole like, prophecy, and not, and they kind of like even forget like you know why. You know, he was brought there for because obviously he was meant to be the chosen one. I think they kind of like it's almost like they've taken the Jedi as a favor. Yeah, yeah, like kind of. Oh yeah, like, you know, we 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 saved you from slavery, kind of thing. Like you know, take that. Oh, with Qui Gon dead, and you know all, all that. Like they've taken one as a favor, and they trained as Jedi, and they just kind of forget about him. Yeah, and they just kind of exclude him from things, and then like, oh, Anakin's here, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. moaning again. You, you know, you guys saying about Qui Gon and how how that could have been different with him. Being so, basically being like a cheerleader for Anakin, being the chosen yeah. one, and yeah, they wouldn't have yeah. overlooked him as much because he would have been pushing him in yeah. directions. So potentially he would have been a lot better in that way as well, rather than Obi Wan just going with what the council says without question. Yeah, uh, I think that Qui Gon would have definitely been more of a better mentor in that way because he still would have trained yeah, him think... even if they didn't agree. Yeah, but I, I think as well the argument could also be made that Qui Gon himself was a bit of a rebel. Yeah. When it comes to like, especially talking yeah, to the Jedi Council and stuff, he kind of liked to do his own thing, and he was like, "Oh, Jedi Council, yeah. whatever," you know. Yeah. So would they have? Would they have been bad for each other? You know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Would Anakin have wanted to do a certain thing? Qui Gon be like, "Yeah, go for it," you know. Yeah. Because Obi Wan is very much for, like, for the Jedi, wasn't he? Was Qui Gon? Yeah, yeah. Qui Gon was, but he was, kind of, you know, a little bit do his own kind of thing so would they have, yeah definitely you know would they have been bad for I each other I, I, could I it have been could it have worked out worse who knows 
Yeah, you don't yeah. know. That's, that's yeah. a very interesting way to to consider it. If that character yeah. had have been in these these next two films, how yeah. things might have turned out. Yeah, because I I think maybe if Qui Gon did survive, I think potentially maybe Qui Gon would have also turned with maybe Anakin, because obviously with the whole because well, I I, I, think, I really want to I jump in, but okay. <laughs> I want to hear what Joseph. Thinks. Yeah, 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 I'm interested. I think, I think that because of Ant did, did not allow um, Anakin to really explore his abilities and kind of grow as a Jedi, mm-hmm. I think that Qui Gon being frustrated and kind of disappointed with how the Jedi are treating him, and then I think he would have been upset and then kind of seen. I think potentially seeing that the Jedi are not as what everyone says, and I think I think he kind of sees that like the, the corruption. But I think like if like now like in the Jedi Council like kind of saying, oh no, you can't do that. But Qui Gon truly believes that he is the chosen one. I think I think as well he would have turned in his in a sense like turned maybe against Obi Wan and said no, like he is a chosen one, and gone back on the Jedi Council just because of the fact that he truly believes that he is a chosen one, but they're not allowing him to kind of be the chosen one. So I think, I think, you know, I think maybe towards the end of the line, he would have like mixed thoughts on the Jedi of how they do things. Yeah. And he would be like kind of like a, in the grey area of like good and bad, like kind of like, you know, is, you know, it, what are Jedi doing? Are they actually doing good? Yeah. And like, and would he would he would he actually try to, you know, protect Anakin more by joining with him? Yeah. I uh, I I think if there if there came a if there came a point where Qui Gon thought that the Jedi Council were holding Anakin back, I think then Qui Gon would possibly Qui Gon and Anakin would possibly being rebels that they are would possibly yeah just I think possibly abandon the Jedi not not become Sith but just kind of yeah. Just like kind of time go on their own thing, okay. I think. Yeah, I do yeah. think that if things had have obviously progressed the way they do when Anakin turns dark and Qui Gon had been still around at that point, I do think that Qui Gon probably would have been like Yoda. I, I think he probably would have went into hiding because he would have done his best to try and help Anakin, but once Anakin again went down a path he couldn't follow. So, Padme. Um, he would have basically been uh been trying to do his best for him but once it got to the point where they're severely outnumbered after the clone army attacks um he yeah he'd have no choice but to go into hiding himself either that or die trying yeah. to save anakin yeah so he might have died anyway in film three potentially <laughs> so I, yeah, way, could it end bad. yeah yes it's it's good like i think it's a good thought by this because like you know, like anything could happen. Like if, if like that one character did survive, and you know what, what could lead to? Like could it lead to potentially Anakin saying good side? It's like you know, so many things that could have led in what we could have been. Um, but like guys, let us know your comments down below. What your theories? You know, what if like what if kind of questions? Um, and um, yeah, let, let, let us know your, your theories because me and Lewis and Charlotte would definitely love to hear. Your furries. Yeah, um, definitely. 
and your kind of thoughts. On no, I don't want to hear any theory. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're all wrong. You little scallywag. You little scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It's one of the longest episodes we've done. Star Wars it's podcast good. special. Special, yeah, this is our special. Yeah, um, just rounding yeah, up all of the trilogy, really. <laughs> it, this is it. This is everything. Should we just do like a 12-hour one that's like all the films? Mate, you know what? I, I, I generally think on this one film and just, just a prequel, we could do like a whole day talking about I think so, yeah. everything. Um, we <laughs> it could be a long podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't think you guys want to hear us anymore. Um, <laughs> but you guys, um, next week... Lewis, do you want to tell them what episode is next week? Well, we're doing Rogue One. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Even though I think I think technically we technically in the timeline it's solo, but we do Rogue One first. Well, yeah, do, we, do we do solo though? Do we count that? I, I, I mean, I, I, I like the film. <laughs> I, really I do said like to it. Lewis, I said to Lewis, do solo last. Kind of thing because yeah, it's kind of a spin off and it's not. It's Rogue One is it quite. Is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's connected to. Yeah. Rogue. So that's why we're doing. Yeah, Rogue and one. and Rogue One it is amazing. So it is. Rogue One it is. <laughs> and uh, will, will we be joined by Charlotte again? Yes, thank you for having me again, guys. Talking about Star Wars that's... always a good time. <laughs> Mic dropping. <laughs> another, I didn't do as many of them. Ha- I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> they were another, strong. Though. Another happy landing. <laughs> another happy landing. Yeah. <laughs> another happy landing. Yeah. Still flying. Says... <laughs> but yeah, guys, this is the Star Wars special podcast. We hope you enjoy it. You know, one hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, they're not usually this long. No, it's a special one. We all like episode three, apparently. So. Yeah, we do love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys we hope you enjoy your week and um, we'll see you next week for Star Wars Wednesday uh, but we'll also catch you on Friday for WandaVision episode 6 oh yeah oh, that's, oh yes um, but yeah guys we hope you have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time